Ladies and gentlemen, it is now time for your main event of the week. Hailing from Table Show Studios in Kansas City. Hosted by Captain Awesome and T-Mac. It is the Spanish Announce Table. We are recording. It is 205 Live, man. Hey, uh, if, if you're listening to this, you must have got the... Uh, got the feed. Got the feed. You, we already got a couple uh, hundred people. Wave. Uh, yeah. Wave to the fans. Yeah, hey, fans. I don't want to wave to people. Wave to the um, fans. Through the camera. 205 Live. Yes. This is a great idea. Yes, indeed. He feed the needy. We are live because it is 205 Live. Mm-hmm. Uh, Captain, how are you, sir? Stressed and all kinds of busy. Yeah? Yeah. Why is that? Had a, had a move. Uh, moved out to the Rainer Ranch. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's uh, been quite the hellish experience. Everything that could go wrong uh, did go wrong, essentially. So, Well, good. It's, it, you know, it's always stressful. I, I won't bore everyone with the details. But uh, but we're there. We are out of the old place. We're on the new site. I did find uh, an old tractor on the land when I was four-wheeling around trying to look at the property that I got. And it's like, I'm talking old school tractor, like not motorized tractor. And it's in my woods, like up in some trees. I think it might be around a tree. Like I, I got to go hacking with a machete in there to find out what, what exactly is going on with this thing. Yeah. You better hope that it is yours and not some one night, uh, someone comes up on your land, hoping to get that tractor back. No, get off my land. <laughs> no trespassing. Yeah, that's true. That's no true. trespassing. Well, good. I'm glad everything's going wrong for you. That what keeps you on your toes. Right. What about you? Yeah. Uh, today, I kind of feel like crap. Yeah. Got a little bit of a head cold going on, sore throat. Uh, last night, I was dealing with our dog, uh, Josephine, had an infection on her butthole. Oof. And she had to have surgery. And Man, I haven't had one of those since... Nom. Oof, yeah, since Nom. Yeah. yeah. And so uh, I was tending to a sedated dog that was howling, thinking it was by itself, even though I was legitimately right next to the dog. Mm, mm. So that was my Tuesday night. Monday night, as you can see, because we are live and together in the same room mm-hmm. doing the podcast, uh, I got a black eye. Look at that. Nice oh, little, man. Nice little shiner. Yeah. Got a black eye from sparring, which it'll happen, but still not I, fun. I didn't notice that till now because I try to avoid eye contact. With yeah, you. you do. You always look at your shoes. It's yeah. really weird. But yeah. hey, you know, tomato, tomato. Right. Um. And then uh, the past weekend, it was sad as an MMA fan. A lot of my old uh, Tim uh, Elliott lost, huh? Well, that was a couple weeks ago. Oh, so thanks sure for bringing. Yeah, I was watching. Oh, they must have been showing a replay of it then. Oh on, yeah, uh, the other day yeah, I was yeah. watching. Um, you know, it was at a restaurant. We were feeding the whole people that helped us move. You know, yeah, that was yeah. probably what it was. Yeah. Uh, but this weekend, the old guard of MMA he lost. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he is a good friend of yours and a, and a lot of friends of the show, though. So yeah, that sucks. And do you want to tell him to his face? No, yeah, so no. I mean, I was rooting for him to win. There you go. I just didn't realize that fight had already happened. Yeah, it has. So uh, it's a good thing I didn't text you and be like, "Oh man, Tim Elliott lost." You'll be like, "What the hell, man?" Yeah, thanks. It was three weeks ago. Yeah, thanks, man. I know. Way to rub Way to it in. Stay on that. Yeah, yeah but, tell uh, you that he lost again. But Vanderlei Silva <laughs> lost. Fedor lost. Uh, How old is Fedor? Fedor's 39. Okay, that's not terribly old. Then. And then BJ Penn that's lost. That's old for, for MMA, though. Oh, hell yeah, it's old. Yeah. BJ Penn lost, and BJ's was the saddest, because I like him the most. I remember a story reading about somebody that had fought Fedor accused, either Fedor accused or, or somebody that fought Fedor accused them of hiring a 
like a Rastafarian, like a, a voodoo doctor. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was Maldonado who fought him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and then like their response was like, "Well, at first we tried to sacrifice a goat. Yeah. We wanted, we thought maybe more was, you know." They were like, "No, but they said a chicken would suffice." Or something. Right. I mean, hey, Fedor might do that. You yeah. know, you know, who Fedor's uh, closest friend is hmm. Vladimir Putin. Oof, I... that's legit. Like his close friend. They go riding shirtless horseback, mm-hmm. yeah. and they both have the. They both look like uh, melted. Uh, cottage cheese. Mm, that's kind of what I look like. No, Except I got a really taut. Nice I got a really taut. Uh, oh, I just thought you mean like body wise. Right, but their body is like oh, that, yeah. and then they're also pale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you would do. be more like Neapolitan ice cream because you got like different like shades of like yeah. pink and brown and white. Going on right yeah. Now? Yeah, 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 yeah. You're, you're brown, more like yeah, I am a little brown. I got ripped jeans. Mm-hmm. Got my old. Uh, yeah, old I would describe you on. as as two day old cosmopolitan ice cream. Good. Yeah. It's not terrible. It's not. It. There's definitely worse. I'd eat me. All yeah. right. <laughs> That's the first time. All right. So, hey, man. Let's do the three Ps. It's live. It. Let's do it. The three Ps. Let's let's take a moment to thank all the live viewers. Uh, this is a fun experience, man. Yeah, and a lot more than I thought, honestly, uh, just right out of the gate. So thank you to if, all if, that is tuning in live. If you're Here's listening, smile. If you're listening later to the podcast, uh, you should have been here live. Yep, should have been. 205 Live. 205 Live, because we like to do gimmicks for our episodes. All right, right, here's the three Ps. Number one, Cody. Cody. I can't say his last name. Mm. Cody. Cody. Is the new Ring of Honor champion. He is. He is. Who would have thought a year ago, it was about, that Cody Rhodes left the WWE, said said, Stardust, go fuck himself. this, I'm out. I'm out. Made a list. Kurt Angle's on it. All these fun, great guys are on it. And now, in a year's time, he's a legitimate independent wrestler and one of the best in the world at being an independent wrestler. I mean, being a pro wrestler in general, but mm-hmm. like he's the best of the independents is what mm-hmm. I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, and he's gained all of that traction, done all of this amazing work in a year's time, and now that he's rewarded with uh, being the Ring of Honor champion. Do you think, would you consider the ROH title as it stands today the most prestigious independent title ever in pro wrestling yeah oh yeah a million percent more than ecw yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah i would give it that yeah, yeah because the ecw title kind of played hot potato too much mm-hmm. and, and it was short-lived and it was short-lived it's been around a lot longer that and it was never like yes the the championship was always you know treated with respect in ecw but that's not what you thought about with ecw right you know what i mean yeah you thought just about I mean, yeah, I mean, even outside the violence, yeah. you also you thought of storylines, right? right? So you thought of Sabu Taz, uh, Tommy Dreamer Raven, yeah. uh, Sandman. Yeah. Uh, Didn't always need a title. Right, yeah. Right. And so I, I never thought of ECW as, oh, these guys are the ones with all the titles. Mm-hmm. I mean, RVD had the TV title for, what, like nine years? But uh, I never thought of ECW as championship promotions, right. unlike... Uh, Ring of Honor, who does put a lot of emphasis, you know, Daniel Bryan, 400 plus days as champion, Samoa Joe, 9 million days as champion, and they put it on respected guys, right? So before Cody, it was Christopher Daniel, before Christopher Daniel, it was Adam Cole, before Adam Cole, it was, you know, so on and so forth, and you have the lineage of Samoa Joe, uh, CM Punk, Daniel Bryan, uh, and all these, you know, Jay Lethals of the world Mm. that are just, you know mainstays in the independent circuit. So, yeah, I would say they are the most respected. Well, then good for Cody Rhodes. And you got to think he's one of the most top-notch indie wrestlers out there. So why not? I think he's one of the best wrestlers as this American Nightmare thing. I love that. I love the American Nightmare. 
what a great play on his father's right. thing. It's yeah, great. I like it. And so that's what I would do if if he did go back to WWE. I would play on that, the American Nightmare. Like so that. that's cool. P1. All right, P2. P2. Uh, it's not necessarily something that I personally love, but I'm just happy that all the reviews are in and it's positive and a lot of people are liking it, but it's the start of glow the yeah. series on Netflix. Yeah. I haven't seen a scene. Oh, man. I haven't got a chance to, to watch it yet, but I will over the holiday weekend, which in America, 4th of July for our international yeah. listeners. Yeah. Uh, so I plan on watching it then, but it's, you know, Mark Marin is getting rave reviews. Uh, Allison Bree is getting, you know, very good uh, reviews on her performance. Apparently, Chavo Guerrero t- taught all the women how to do pro wrestling for the show. So, mm-hmm. I think it's great. Carlito's in there. Uh, Titus. Johnny Morrison's in there. Yeah, Johnny Mundo. Yeah. Uh, Tyrus. Or what's his independent or TNA name? It is Tyrus. In the it's TNA. Tyrus. Okay, yeah. yeah. So, Tyrus. Yeah. Um, and I've only seen a couple scenes of the first episode because, you know, we were right in the middle of the movie. It was like my last night at, mm-hmm. at the old place. Uh, and I instantly, 10 minutes in, was like, hey, this is great. You yep. have to watch this. Yep. And now, the third P is a fun one because it plays into what we're going to talk about in the news. But it's also a play on one of the most iconic uh, promos in WWE. Or, Pro wrestling history. I was going to say WWE, but it was actually a WCW promo. Mm-hmm. But it's Big E's Booker T promo from mm. SmackDown mm-hmm. when they walked up to the Usos and you go, "We want the gold, sucker!" Yeah. Usos, we coming for, and then they cut it off. Yeah. So they play it off of the Booker T promo, but they also play it off the night before with the Lamelo yes. uh, Ball More and his, yeah, and his yes. little controversy. So I just thought the timing of doing it the next night after the Lamelo or Lamelo Ball and paying homage to mm-hmm. Booker T because you know you want to keep that controversy as they wanted to with the n-word right, type of thing right, right. but then they also brought it to pro wrestling yeah. and then brought it you know so I thought it was perfectly yeah, it was well real done good. yeah it was, it was, real it was good. awesome I do okay yeah so there it is there's three P's right. I like that man see these are all good things to be positive about uh, so wrestling's positive moving sucks yeah, moving does suck. Remember, I did it a couple of weeks ago. Didn't like it one bit. So today we had a, a somebody loan us a horse trailer, and we still had the stuff in it. And I woke up at about 7 a.m. this morning to downpour of rain. And I realized, huh, I never really checked to see what's in that horse trailer, right? Mm-hmm. And sure enough, boxes, stuff, right? My GoPro. you know. So I'm out there unloading in the rain of a horse trailer. I don't want a horse, so. Yeah, I bet you did it with a frown. Oh, yeah. My wife's probably glad to see me out of here and doing the show live, not in her face. Yeah. Right? Yeah, you're doing it in Papa Shango's away, library. Away from, yeah, live from Papa Shango's library. Look at all these people, man. The numbers are creeping up. Yeah, I waved to him twice. Social media is great. I love social media. It spreads like wildfire. I love I love social media except for it does give everyone a voice. Mm, yeah, everyone shouldn't have a voice. Everyone shouldn't. <laughs> But I like that most do. Right. Okay. Well, then let's get into uh, the the mother loving news. It's the four hottest topics of each week. Right. Go on your your dirt sheets, your your news sites, all that stuff. You're going to find all of this stuff. But we're going to talk about these four hot topics. Yeah. And not the store hot topics that sells the Bullet Club T-shirts. Actually, fire topics. Right. Fire bullet shots to your head. Boop, boop. I don't I didn't know what that was. All oh, right. side note. I've been watching. Uh, 
uh, Decius and Marrow on Viceland, mm. and the dialect is very catchy, and I like it, and I kind of have a man crush on both of them because they're very cool guys from Brooklyn that just I want to be like. Mm-hmm. So if any of my dialect, like, Booyakasha, and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff kind of comes out, uh, blame it on that, and I'm sorry. Because you've been influenced by the TV. Yeah. Yeah. Out in these streets. Gang, gang. What? What? You in the streets? Yeah. Squad. It's just you. <laughs> you don't know. Am I in the squad? I'm rolling deep. Yeah, you is. Am I in the squad? Come on. Do I got to get it. beat in? Uh-huh. Okay. What? What? Yo, remember, you don't know this reference, but on The Ultimate Fighter, Dana White was giving a speech, and a guy wanted to quit the show. He's like, okay. I just can't go on. I really want to go home. And he's like, no, you're going to do this fight. The other guy already agreed. We're doing it tomorrow. And... uh Dana was like, so you're doing it. He's like, God dang it. Okay, fine. You know? And then Dana goes to the fighter house and he's like, on this show, you know, you don't, you can't just leave. You don't, you don't get to go home. You get beat off. He's like, that doesn't sound right. Does <laughs> yeah, it? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, good reference. Right, like Let's that. do the news. Let's do the mother loving news. Live on 205 Live. Every match's finisher is a neck breaker. Oh, who would that be? Uh, well, I mean, it could be a lot of people, but who? Tyson Kidd has officially been hired on as a full-time producer for WWE. PW Insider reports that Kidd was backstage this week at both Raw and SmackDown tapings. However, he did not serve as a producer on any of this week's televised matches. It's being said that he was only in attendance observing the role so that he could familiarize himself with the responsibilities that the job presents. Uh, this was his first week on the job. You heard the guard dogs. We have to have guard dogs when we're doing the show live because the fans are just clamoring. Yeah, because it. even though on Tuesday night, uh, Josephine was sedated and under uh, recovery from a surgery, right now she's back to 100%. She's ready to bite that ass. Yeah, she's ready to. And yeah, lick her own. She's ready to give you an ass problem. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You Tyson know our favorite Kidd. wrestlers? Who's that? Billy Gunn. What? Yeah, right. <laughs> Mr. S. Right, right. So, um, Tyson Kidd, man, what do you think? I, I know nothing about his creative mind. I don't know much about his creative mind because, honestly, I've never thought of like any classic matches. Now, he did have some good matches with Neville and NXT that I can think of. And his tag matches with Cesaro were really good, things like that. Uh, however, that could have just been told for him to do right mm-hmm, like he may mm-hmm. have not come, came up with it the thing that i do like about it though is he's so familiar with the current talent right so yes. let's hypothetically say that uh, al snow who just got fired from impact wrestling or left whatever you want to say um if he gets hired on right he may not know the strengths and weaknesses of a cesaro Finn or of kevin owens or a finn or a samoa joe which mm-hmm. mm, tyson kidd might not want to work with him uh anyhow so a guy like al snow who could be a good gonna book a lot of neck breakers right. for the samoa joe matches yeah. that's for sure yeah. hey uh, joe i think someone should take or i think someone's gonna give you the bronco buster hey joe today we're gonna your opponents we're gonna introduce a new marketing ploy for him so you're gonna have to take a lot of the similar bumps because we're gonna make a new shirt it's gonna be called neck breaker city okay yeah we're gonna get the chance going and you're gonna have to take about 15 neck breakers you all right with that joe huh Huh? And it's gonna be Booker, or and it's huh? gonna be uh, Brock Lesnar, or you can be fired. What do you want? Yeah, what do you want? <laughs> so, but what I do like is unlike a guy like Al Snow, who could be a good 
uh, agent for matches, he's not familiar with the strengths and weaknesses. Whereas Tyson Kidd has been on the road with yes. these guys. He's wrestled probably 95% of the guys on the roster. So he can play up to their strengths and say, hey, Neville, okay, we know what you do well. So let's in this match do X, Y, and Z. And then I think we hopefully, assuming he has a brain for this, which it seems like he does, uh, but because he's so familiar with the guys and girls, he could get a better match out of these people. I mean, think about him as an agent for a Natty match. Who knows Natty better than Natty? Right. Yeah, exactly. Well, better than Tyson Kidd, right? Right, yeah, yeah. better Yeah, yeah. B- better than Tyson right. Kidd. Right, true. So maybe he's in that role. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, yeah, I- I'm excited. I-, I think he'll do well. Hopefully he stays on SmackDown, or because that's where he was seen. Hopefully he is at SmackDown. All right. Total Divas is still a thing. Yeah, it is, huh? Yeah, so it has been speculated for months now that Paige's gig on Total Divas was in jeopardy, and now she won't be returning to the show. Mm. So, how the mighty have fallen. And... The Wrestling Observer newsletter reports that Carmella has been named as the replacement for Paige on the show. This was not the only replacement made, as Renee Young and Eva Marie are no longer on the show and will be replaced by Nia Jax and Alexa Bliss. Wait, who's not going to be on? So the total of people not on the show, Mm -hmm. Paige, Renee Young, Eva Marie. Oh, yeah, yeah, Eva Marie's gone. But Renee Young. they're replacing it with Carmella. Uh Uh-huh. Nia Jax. And Alexa Bliss. Oh, I like that. That'd so be... My I wife think... watches this, so I see it occasionally. Right. Well, this could actually give some new fun wrinkles to it, right? So you know who Nia Jax hangs out with a lot in Florida? Alexa Bliss, isn't it? No, The oh. Rock. Oh, The Rock. You want you want to... Well, her and Alexa Bliss are best friends. I heard that Alexa Bliss uh, on a uh, podcast mentioned that. Yeah, very true. And th- that's great for the, the you know... Uh, Week in, week out episodes. Right. But if you want to, hey, the ratings are dipping a little Get bit. The Rock. Have Nia Jax have dinner with The Rock in Miami, mm-hmm. right? And you know people are going to go to it because yep. nothing Rock is doing right now sucks. Nothing. So yeah. Yeah. I, so that part will work out well for, I think, the show. Carmella with Bigot Cass, that aspect. Bigot Cass? Huh? Bigot Cass? Is that what you said? Uh, no, I <laughs> Choking that would be spit. a hell of a gimmick change Bigot for him. Cass. Bigot Cass. Comes out with a with a uh, Confederate flag and yeah. tobacco. Just beating up black guys and Mexicans everywhere he yep. goes, right? Shining stars. I know you ain't on Bigot Raw. Bigot Cass, yeah. Just goes after Yeah, they have the first openly gay wrestler and then Bigot Cass comes uh, out to yeah. face him. Yeah. yeah, I like this. Yeah, his first, his first feud uh, after uh, Enzo is God. Darren Young. Man, this is why we need another Attitude Era just for some of these fun things. It can be short-lived, you know. Oh, guard dogs. There it oh, is. Somebody's trying to get in. Uh, yeah, so uh, <laughs> Big Cass and Carmella would be good. Mm-hmm. I like that aspect mm-hmm, of it. Mm-hmm. And then Alexa Bliss, who's engaged to Murphy. Yeah, right, right, think, yeah, right. right. Isn't that right? It's one of them. Yeah, it's one of the guys that she was with down there, right? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So that'll be good exposure for that person. I mean, it could be. We it don't know their sex lives. Duo. Yeah, maybe it's still a threesome, but yeah. these two are just going to get married. Right. Right. So, I mean, that's normal. Yeah. Right? I don't know. I don't I'm know. old. All right. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, welcome to the club. Hulk Hogan, we coming for you. What? 
Yeah. 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 So we, what happened to the We Coming For You cast? Where's Rated R? Where's that guy at? Is I he watching know. live? I don't think he is. I don't see him. Man, Rated? Hey, but I see you. Look, hey. According to Dave Meltzer of the Wrestling Observer, there were further plan- or excuse me, further plans to use the Ball family on Raw following their segment with The Miz. The story is that they were supposed to sit at ringside for the six-man tag match that followed their in-ring segment. These plans were nixed. And the family was called back after LaMelo Ball dropped the racial slurs on live television. The racial slurs. You know, he said, beat that. Uh, <clears throat> beat that in bombs ass. Yeah. We're not going to say it because no. it's insensitive for us to say it. Right. And I don't want to get beat up. Vince McMahon was reported. Well, and also it's insensitive. I mean, I, right, you know, yeah. right. Yeah. Uh, but we, I will get beat up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You yeah. have a chance because you train and you, right. you're a tough guy. Vince McMahon was reportedly baffled by the use of the word and head producer Kevin Dunn absolutely, quote, quote, lost his mind over the issue, unquote. The segment was heavily criticized and widely regarded as a train wreck. Well, I agree with the train wreck part. I didn't notice him using that N word. Uh, I didn't either. Yeah. Live, because yeah. I watched it as it happened. I didn't notice it one bit. Um, it was the worst segment in Raw this yeah. year. Could be yeah. of all time. I mean, goddamn, Lonzo's the dad, right? He went nuts. Levar, yeah, Levar, Levar's the dad, right? Lonzo's the the Laker, and then Lamelo's the younger one, right? Yeah, and then the middle one just doesn't get talked about because when there's three brothers, one always gets left out. Isn't that right, Manny? Does he not play ball? Yeah, he does. No, he does. Is good? Uh, They think he's not good enough to go pro. But but isn't that awesome? Yeah. Three brothers, one always gets left off. Yeah. Peyton, Eli, well, the and then the other one brother got like some sort of sickness or injury, right? Because yeah. they ever like I've heard them say that like, well, he was the one who was like better than all of us, right. and then something so. happened. That sucks. But going back to the segment, yeah, Lavar Ball, just what an idiotic mess and just insensitive. Is he on crack? Not, I mean, he's, no, he's he's a self absorbed prick yeah. who only wants a spotlight on him. Yeah. He doesn't care where he goes. He enjoys that people call him and say, "Would you appear?" He is a troll. He is. Uh, stupid he is uh arrogant mm-hmm. uh he's all the things i hate in a father <laughs> like thank god you're not that kind of father like yeah you know what i mean yeah no i'm not like every time i see lavar ball i want to call my dad and, and mom and just be like hey you guys did well yeah thanks right? guys Thanks guys. Thanks, guys. Thanks for not being this schmuck. Right. This ground. When he took his shirt off, he looked like ground beef. Yeah. Or looked like like ground turkey. Right. Yeah. 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 What a shit. <laughs> I hate that guy. Yeah. Like the only segment that I can think of that was worse. No, this was worse than that. The one I was thinking about was remember when Jeremy Piven was on Raw as the oh, guest yeah, GM, God, he and he called it too. the Summer Fest instead yeah. of Summer Slam. I like Jeremy Piven. Right. You know? I was like, yeah. But, like, LeVar's ball just made no sense. You want to keep that title? What are you talking about? And then poor Dean Ambrose. Dean Ambrose, don't ever come out in a big baller shirt. And he tried to cover it up with the I like free shirts, but fuck off, man. Yeah. That was I, all shit. I hope, ugh, I hope LeVar Ball gets head lice. And I know he's bald, but I hope he gets head lice. I hope... When he goes, gets out of the shower, he stubs his toe, face plants, and busts a tooth. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't mind. I hope he pees blood. Ooh, oh, yeah. yeah. I hope he has an STD. All right, well, then let's move on. <laughs> and hold on. And Lonzo Ball, <laughs> you fucking wet blanket, at least say something. Yeah, he didn't say his like. He, go, he just goes, I'm happy to be 
uh, Laker. Like, Lonzo Ball is amazing. He's a bigger, faster, and a little bit more talented Jason Kidd, which is saying something because Jason Kidd was was fucking sick, right? But, God, you are just such a wet blanket of, I don't know, my dad's going to say it. Like, what a schmuck. Like, if I was your teammate on the Lakers, I would punk you out. And if you stood up to me, I'd say, call your fucking dad. Call your dad. And then I'd punk out that little fucking melted milk dud. Let's let's move (laughs) What do you got? All right, well, let's switch into some real news here. Uh, Former WWE Tough Enough winner Matt Capitelli. Capitelli, I think. Capitelli, I believe is how you say it. Uh, Unfortunately, his brain tumor has returned. Mm. He had it removed Mm. 10 years ago, and it has come back. His wife issued the following statement regarding his condition. Quote, Waiting to be taken from my MRI and getting prepared for my second brain surgery tomorrow. Just found out the tumor that I had removed 10 years ago has come back much more aggressively and needs to be dealt with. It's a very large tumor, and there is a portion that is inoperable. The portion that is that they are hoping to remove will be sent for patholog- pathology, pathology, pathology yep. which will determine what exactly we are dealing with and provide insight on future treatment plans mm. and the next steps uh, for the inoperable portion in my brain stem. And then he uh, had a uh, Bible verse, John 9, 1 through 3. So unfortunately... That has happened. He had a such great promise, yeah, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, he did. He had the it's look. It's rare that something comes out of tough enough to usually that that has a whole. I mean, of. really. Uh, and now, post you know Miz and stuff, I'm talking like that first batch of people, yeah. the Jackie Gaitas, the Mavens, those kind. Morrison, right? He was yeah, Morrison that. was. Yeah. Well, yeah, Morrison was a legit yeah. guy, but so was he. He yeah. was like the Morrison kind oh, of yeah, guy, right? So unfortunately, that has happened. Yeah. And Miz went through that, but Miz was already like. No. On his, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. So he wasn't a product of Tough Enough. He just kind of went through Tough Enough. Right, exactly. And yeah. he did some independence as well. But, right. So hopefully, Matt, uh, that is curable, whatever's going through uh, his body. I hope so, man. And he gets back on track because, like I said, seemed like a great guy from the small amount of time I saw him on my television. And uh, hope uh, everything works out for yeah, him. Yeah, I hope he does get better. Hey, listen, man, then let's uh, take a break. Yeah, yeah we're going to take a break from the live stream. We're going to take a so break from the live stream. So tune back in when mm-hmm. we go live again. Yeah, well, we're going to play some commercials that won't be on the podcast. You'll be able to hear There's that. There's that guard yeah. dog. You'll be able to hear that uh, if you're live, if you're watching us live. So we will come back. Hey, we're scheduled to have a guest here. Uh, it's going to be fun, but you'll be the live people will still be able to, to hear it. Uh, we'll give you more on that in the next segment, which is going to be Tweet the Table. If you don't know what that is, stick around to find out when we return to the Spanish Announce Table, which is on SpanishAnnounceTable.net. And... A group of giraffes is called a tower. TrainingTopicsNetwork.com Here comes the tweet, the table. Your tweets submitted to us. Hashtag tweet the table. Honestly, are you excited with the build between Samoa Joe and Brock Lesnar? I like it. I think they're going to get bloody. I think they're going to. You think they're going to get bloody? I think so. I I think think the balls are going to come out. I think they're. That's how they start I, the I match. Think, I think mine would happen before yours happens. Yeah. Wouldn't that be cool if that's how they started the match? Paul Heyman's like, this is a great balls of fire. Brock Lesnar's like, yeah, motherfucker, show my dick. 
And then his you balls are like yours. actually on fire. Yeah, and like, they're you're like, why are your balls on fire? And be like, they're always like that. I got STD. He's like, they're always like that. And Brock fucking Lesnar. Yeah. Your balls aren't on fire? <laughs> yeah, your balls aren't on fire? <laughs> Nerd. All right, Tweet the Table. It's fun. It's interactive. It's the most fun and interactive segment in wrestling radio today, yesterday. It's the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. Don't ever say that again. No. Sorry, Bret Hart. Join us here for 205 Live. Hi, Bret. What are you doing here, Brett? You're all the way in Papa Shango's library here? You know, sometimes you need good reading material, like my biography. Have you read my biography? Is it is here? great. It is in I see depth. Daniel Bryan's here. Yeah, he's, he's ugly, and he's short, and he's not. he doesn't have the build like me, and he wasn't technically good, and he hurt people, and he hurt himself. He sucks. You got Hulk Hogan's here? Hogan? Yeah. You got Fuck Sean, that guy. Yeah, Sean. Whoa, Brett. He's a racist. He, yeah, and you got Shawn Michaels. Shawn right? Michaels still screwed me. I don't care. I'll shake his hand. But guess what? I still think oh, he's a bitch. You are in here. You're in here in 30 years of WrestleMania. You got at least a page or two in there. Better have 10. <laughs> All right. Tweet the table. Like the WrestleMania 10 when I won the world championship from Yokozuna. Man. All right. Bret Hart, thanks for coming. We appreciate your time here. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'm glad to have T Mac back. All right, it's Twitter hey, Table. It's guys, hey. Twitter. Follow us on Twitter at Table Show. At Lady Undertaker says, "Wonder how much dirt Corey Graves does have on Kurt enough to bury him alive." Hashtag Tweet. The how table. much dirt is there on Kurt Angle because he can't stand up straight? Yeah. <laughs> what? What have you noticed that he no. oh, his knees are always bent yeah, to where he's about to been, fall yeah. over? Yeah. What the fuck is well, he? Is he? Haven't his knees been bad? Like, are they going? But out? this is like a new thing. It seems like where he like has he or has he never been able to stand up correctly? I don't. know. Maybe not. It's like he's always looking at Big Show. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Maybe he hurt his back one day looking at Big Show, right. and that's just how he is. Maybe he's doing that as a kid, and his mom was like, "Keep doing that. You're gonna stay like that forever." And yeah. or maybe his back really is thrown out, and he's staying that way. But he's saying like, "Hey guys, it's just wear and tear from the Olympics." But he really wants to wrestle again, so right. he's like, no, it's fine, it's fine, it's right. fine. It's fine, it's totally yeah. fine. It's totally but he fine. never totally stands fine. up correctly, it's so yeah, weird. that's fun. At Chris Mercado 23 says, come on, am I the only one, the only one who thought Big Papa Pump was making his WWE return when that ambulance siren went off? Hashtag tweet the table. Yeah, he'd come out and say, oh, maybe he wouldn't say nothing. Maybe he'd say, we're live here. Yeah. White trash and rednecks. Right? Yeah, I like that. Yeah. He probably would. He probably would. And then he'd also say, The only chance you have, you have no chance, but you had a chance, is that you can run Nicky Split. Because you can't run because you got some fat asses. Ah, uh, Scott Steiner. And, <laughs> well, I mean, okay, ambulance match. Are you down? No. Yeah. I, I do like, like the feud, though. I do like the feud. I like it because now it's to a point where I don't, like, it's just fun that they fight each other. Yeah. Like, so, so there's certain times, like, when, on Monday nights when people spar, right? Mm-hmm. Where it's like, I like both of these guys, but man, it's going to be fun. Or there's certain fights that are made in MMA and boxing where it's like, I like both guys, but man, they're going to kick the shit out of each other. That's where uh, Roman and Braun has got to me. To where it's like, I don't care about the storyline anymore. I just know that they're going to kick each other's ass. And it's keep gonna and it's going to keep being fun. Yeah. I, uh, yeah I'm, I'm just never into these, like, place them in a box gimmick matches, right? The casket match, the ambulance match, the whatever. What's the other one that somebody, a dumpster match? Yeah. Right? Like it's, uh, we saw that in Kansas City. God, that was awesome. Yeah. All... <laughs> yeah, it was terrible. 
Yeah. Kalisto yeah. beat Braun. Ew, that that happened, right? Yeah. But uh, I like it if it if it has like like when Undertaker did it, I liked it because I knew some mysterious, crazy fun shit. This is sure. just two guys. Yeah. Like, so fuck it. I don't care and about that. It's an ambulance. I'm like, not, all right. Just because you put somebody in an ambulance doesn't mean they need an ambulance, so I don't get the Or that imagery. they could just say, stop. Right, yeah. Hey, nope. stop. I'm good. I'm fine. Yeah, I'm bigger than you. You're going to yeah. stop, and I'm going to get out. Yeah. Yeah, well, as soon as he gets to the hospital, he elbows the motherfucker in the teeth and gets out. Actually, wasn't the last ambulance match... Dean Ambrose and Bray Wyatt, and didn't Dean Ambrose like drive the ambulance back? Like they started the match. Was well, that the one where the where he was getting high in the ambulance, where it like came out? Also, yeah, like, like him and RVD were hanging out. Yeah, there. I think that's what it was. At Living Legend One Forty Eight says, "Does Gold Dust give our truth great balls of fire, courtesy of Shattered Dreams at the upcoming pay per view?" Hashtag tweet the table. Ooh, I like I like the little final words you did there. That was kind of weird with the camera guy, right? Yeah, I like the camera guy. I like that. Yeah. I think it makes perfect sense for him. It does. And it's new. It's not repeating the same thing he did. Unfortunately, you know who also could do that? That would be really Mm. cool. Who's that? Miz. Yeah. The reality TV thing. That would have been cool for him, too. Yeah. God, that's right. If he always had. Yeah. Well, so, I yeah. Maybe that's the new thing after. So, you let this gold dust thing get over. Like, I mean, be like, be done. Yeah, like this time next year. Right, yeah. Then he's got, yeah, when when whatever he's doing is worn off. And then he's like, oh, I'm starting a new reality show. But yet nobody knows the name of it. People are asking me, be like, well, it's top secret. They haven't announced it yet. No development. But the networks are all bidding on it, right? Yeah, right. I like that. At B underscore double underscore. D. Thanks for being live. Is B double watching his life? Could be, but hey, well, we got a couple There's too many to tell. Yeah. There's too many to tell. I hope you're watching live. B-dubs. Get it, Carmella. The true and deserving winner all along. Hashtag tweet table. Again, though, I just, I mean, yes, so there was still some controversy. So, you know, you can still claim it's illegitimate, but they still should have just ran with her the way that. I just, yeah, I don't get it because, so Ellsworth interfered again, but now it's okay. Like, was the whole thing that people were upset that Carmella wasn't on top of a ladder with a yeah, right, suitcase? Right. Yeah, yeah. was that what people were mad about? No, right? Yeah, it was, or it briefcase, was that, Well, yes, it was that he needed to get it, and a man grabbed the briefcase the first time. Oh, my. But, but he still affected the dirty, match the second time. Dirty penis carrier went yeah. up there and... So, but like, do they need to do it a third time because he was still involved? Yeah, they're gonna milk this thing yeah, for. I don't get it. They should just to yeah. piss everybody off. Like, oh, sorry, uh-huh. it seems everybody's mad about this again, and then like have him just accidentally like trip over a wire, and then be like, oh, well, he got involved again, right? And then mm-hmm. <laughs> just do it eight times. Yep, just every week <laughs> every on SmackDown, SmackDown yeah, for yep. the next two months. Yep. <laughs> And Mr. Fourth Row says, I bet the WWE could have bounced the big baller brand on Miz TV this week. Goodness gracious. Hashtag tweet the table. Yeah, we talked about that in the news. That was not good. And what a stupid name, big baller brand. Yeah, man. What are you, the big timers from 2003? Well, and just like. You're not baby. You know? Like, you dumb shit. That's a. Navigation arrow headed straight for your spot. Yeah. Where your wife really loved me because the sex is so hot. Yeah, who, who's your who, who's your entertainment lawyer? Juvenile? Like, yeah, Juve. All right. Like, what the hell? You know, cash just, money coming for the nine nine. All right, at Theo seventy five says, looks like man, I had all them CDs, man. Oh, I have socks. Loved Juvenile. Man. I have Juvenile socks. Yes, yeah. God. Loved it. At Theo 75. The black is hot. The black is hot. Couldn't hot, tell hot. me I wasn't thug and, and hard then. 
Yeah. Maybe not thug, but I figured I was like, ah, come on, yeah. yeah. I if the shit goes down, man, I'm going hold my own. And where'd you grow up again? I'm glad shit, Manhattan, Kansas. I'm glad shit, <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad shit did not go down for, you know, it wouldn't have turned out good. You ever seen the movie White Boys? Mm-hmm. Yeah, when he like goes to pick up some coke. Yeah, that would have been, yeah. That would have been you? Right, that would have been like. Kane? What? At Theo75 says, it looks like Paige will be stalking T-Mac now that she got dumped by El Patron. Hashtag tweet the table. Taken. Pale princess. I'm taken. Sorry, Paige, Mr. Chance. Yeah. Mr. Chance. And you know what? You found better. I did. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I thought you were talking about Paige. No. No, I did. No, you did. Yeah, I don't need a Coke snorter. Right. Every time we'd have a conversation, she'd she'd sound like Trump during that debate where it's like, yeah. (laughs) Right. On methamphetamines. All right, because it's that coke drip in the back of your throat. Mm. And so it just. Oh, I know. Yeah. What? What? At the ultimate one says, wow, this is the first time since Goldberg I've seen Brock get his ass handed to him on TV. Hashtag tweet the How table. fucking red was his face, too? <laughs> yeah, that it was, was like a cherry. I wonder if. Uh... I wonder if uh, Samoa Joe got one in there. Well, I think he also just naturally, because he's so yeah, pale, sure. like when he gets... So if you just hold your breath and kind of yeah. shake a little bit, <laughs> you could do... You know, like you ever got in your face? Yeah. But yeah. I wonder if he pooped himself. Oh, yeah, maybe he did. Uh, by the way, uh, the UFC fights, a girl did. Oh, nice. She got choked and... Yeah. She owned it, too. She's yeah, like, yeah. You know what she said? Because someone was like, hey, this happened to you? And she wrote back and she said, shit happens. Yeah, right. I like that. <laughs> I mean, it does. At Katie first. Lady! Samson, Cesaro, and Sheamus look like a low-rent ZZ Top. Hashtag tweet the table. Yeah. yeah. That's a good... Yeah, that was bad, They look like an opening act for Creed. But And did they purposely... Like, was it a joke to them so they purposely, like, overacted when the music was interrupted? Because they were, like... I mean, they were way over... Like, almost like Vince told them to act mm-hmm, this maybe. way. And he was like, all right. Yeah, that was... Uh, they could have opened up for, uh... For, uh, Sixpence None the Richer. You know what, uh, um... I wouldn't mind, like, if we lost this Drifter gimmick, if that was, like, a trio stable. That wouldn't be terrible, I guess. There's just not a whole lot there, though. I don't... No, they all three suck. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. And... <laughs> Although, however, the cool part was, did you see when Finn did his look up, and then Matt did his delete, and yeah. then Jeff Hardy did the classic mm-hmm. Hardy Boys thing? Yeah, yeah. That was a cool That moment. is a cool... I'll give that him was that. a cool yeah. photo. I'll give him that. At GBL316 says, hashtag tweet the table. Good thing Paul Heyman's got a dark suit. I bet he crapped himself when Joe grabbed him on Raw. Hey, did I tell you, uh, this UFC, a woman shit herself in the fight. Shit Uh, happens. But Joe, first of all, was great in this promo with with Paul Heyman. I mean, just, it was creepy as all hell. I was like, he's going to rape him. Yeah. It was like Heidenreich and Michael Cole. Yeah, I was like, this is going to happen. Except it would be like a lot fatter. (laughs) Yeah. A lot more squishier. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. You think Paul Heyman has a lot of back fat? Yeah, I'm sure. And hairy back fat. You think it's hairy? Yeah, it's hairy back fat. Well, he might shave it. Yeah. Well, but can he shave his own back? Hairy back fat. (laughs) Think of that. Think of like... His fat back? Think of the front butt that Samoa Joe has to have to like pull that up. And then the back fat that Paul Heyman has to do to pull that up. That's a workout right there. Yeah. That's your P90X. Yeah. Rape. Oof. P90X rape edition. Think of all the like fold sweat that was swapped between them. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, and you bet you it was like flying and like sweat got in each other's mouth. Dude, that happened to you. What? 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 We cut that out. What? What? We're live. We We're can't. live. Yeah, we can't cut that out. We're live. Make Don't write in the comments. Cut it out of the podcast. 
Ha. Maybe, ha. Right. Maybe I'm thinking of someone else. Yeah. At Black Ghost VOA says, man, using minions to cheer Roman Reigns is further enforcing a reason to legitimately boo Reigns. Hashtag cheer the bad guys. Hashtag tweet the table. I mean, what is he though now? Uh, yeah. I, I don't feel like he's a good guy. I, I don't feel like he's that. a guy. He's not the guy? No, he's just there. He's just a machine. In the sense, not like Burt Kreischer, but like yeah. he's just being pushed yeah. because there's no charisma from him, right? Right, right, So there's right. no like – now this is, again, we don't know if he's coming up with all this himself. But, yeah, but I it seems it. like it's just him being told what to do. And we're, it's like we're booing and cheering Vince. We are. But so it's like – He's irrelevant. Yeah. He's not needed well, in this the, equation. It's the continuation of, it's like you said, because we've kind of accepted Cena. We're like, all right, we get it. But we still hate the idea of what Cena was. And now they've just passed that on to Roman Reigns. So we're still booing that idea. Still. Yeah. And you can't, you can't. They've just replaced it. And right. so Roman Reigns is kind of inconsequential because I'm like, I don't care. I'm still booing that idea. Like, right. Here's a guy that everybody wants to boo and you won't like purposely do it. Right. And it's just, yeah. but he, what I'm saying is like, I mean, that is correct, but he's not needed. Right, he's not. It's just, you could have a thing that says corporate machine with a wrestler that has that t shirt, and that's going to get booed or cheered just like Roman. Yeah, just like, like Roman is, yeah. It's, it's like he's not, because at least with Cena, he did the you can't see me. There was elements to him. Mm-hmm. What's the thing that Roman does? Uh, jacks off his yeah, form. Yeah, jacks off his form. Although I did like the shirt. With the Superman punch silhouette, and it's got like the three almost shadow effect. Yeah, but it's not I mean, a terrible looking shirt. Yeah, it's not terrible, but it's just there's nothing sucks. original about him, yeah. and it's just a corporate machine. That's all he is. Yeah, there is nothing original. He's still rocking the shield gear. Uh, is the music the same? Yeah, the music's the same. There's just nothing. Which sucks because whenever they do the the eventual reunion, some point it's just gonna be him. We're not gonna get that. I mean, we're gonna get that Sierra Hotel, whatever. Right, yeah. But that music's Romans. Mm-hmm. Weird, but I just it's it's he's not needed in this equation for yeah. booing or cheering, right? And storylines yeah. at Lady Undertaker says, Hold on, I'm getting a message over here. Okay, yeah, our uh, guest is gonna be here in about 20 minutes. Hey, cool, all right, keep, keep tuned in, keep tuned in. Well, then we can say who it is now. We already did. No, I don't think we did. Sam Adonis, it's Sam Adonis, which if you the, don't know, Sam Adonis, uh, you will by the end of the interview. and uh, he's been featured all over the world. NBC News, Yahoo, uh, front page, everything. Yeah, it's it's great. And and I'm excited to talk to that guy, but we'll get to him on the back end of our break. Yep. At Lady Undertaker says, so wanted to see Gold Dust in a blonde wig and robe again. Personal cameraman is okay. Hashtag tweet the table. He was wearing the old... Uh, the old uh, robe. It was a little tight. I don't even know that. Hey, I mean, he's lost tight. a lot of weight, but yeah, I know what you mean. A little bit of pooch. At the ultimate one says, bring on the hate, but I wouldn't mind seeing Bo and Curtis hold the tag titles. Hashtag tweet the table. I mean, I, I want them to do that if they come up with something that's entertaining for them. I don't want them. No, they fuck that. I mean, Get out of here. Fire them. Yeah, I mean, they're just not. If, the, if Bo Dallas isn't going to do my favorite gimmick, which is Bo Leave, then get the fuck can out. Can we honestly, like, both of those guys have a job because of who their dads are slash work. Well, and they are all good. They right. are they're, good. Yeah, they're good. They're good hand. They're good, like, mechanic wrestlers. Like, because like when Rock work. came back and he needed to get the rust off, they sent Curtis Axel. Right, exactly. So hurt his a, asshole. Yeah, hurt his asshole. So he he's good. Yeah. But fuck off. Get, get out of here. Get out of here. Just fire him. Just be done. 
Like if you're, they should have a thing like where I have like way too many graphic T-shirts, right? Mm-hmm. So what I do is if I get one, I have to get rid of two. Okay. Right. So if you're gonna get Adam Cole, get rid of these two. Yes, like, I like that. That's my thing. That's you have Trump, too many. That's the me. that's the Trump uh, the way of doing things where he's like every new regulation we're gonna get rid of two. <laughs> Ew, is it really? Yeah. Oh fuck yeah, off! Yeah, right. And he like wants to enforce that. And we're like, that's not how that works, man. It's not like, all right, whatever. Well, my thing and is, just but of space. this, yes, this yeah. is, yes, this is, yeah. this is a fine idea for this. Yeah. Government regulations, like, slow down here. Hold on. <laughs> what tour are we talking about? Fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> all right. And at Kenny first lady says, is this the first time that two women's matches main evented Raw and SmackDown Live in the same week? And NXT table. was main evented by Nikki Cross and Oscar. It's all women. So triple women. Hey, and <laughs> it was a triple top. Um, how, how great was that though? Then yeah, that's that's, a, that's coming. That's awesome. Way, all right, final one we got here at B underscore double underscore D says if being a drifter means having your own segment on the highest rated cable TV show. Then fuck this mortgage. I'm out, son. Hashtag tweet the table. Right? Yeah. I mean, I'm going to be a drifter. I want to be all of it. I'm going to drift right into fame and fortune. And hanging out and just playing a guitar in the middle of a crowd for no apparent reason. Who is letting that happen? Yeah, why do we keep booking this yeah. if he's that bad? Right? Why do they keep scheduling the drifter time? Like, this, th- th- that's a plot hole here. Why are we doing that? <laughs> I don't know, but... Uh, it's working for him, and hey, like I said, like he said, if that's what a drifter is, sign me up as well. Sign me up. All right, we're going to take a break. You guys can watch the commercials on the live feed, and the podcast will be right back. And uh, we have commercials they can view. Yeah, Woo! I'm that's cool. Uh, only for the live viewers, right? Yeah. Which man, look at the numbers now it's yeah. spreading. I like this. It. I think this one's from Guatemala. That's crazy. All right, we will be back with Sam Adonis. We're going to talk to Sam. It's going to be great on the Spanish Sounds Table. SpanishDownsTable.net and Scotland's national animal is the unicorn. It's not an animal, Scotland. <laughs> TrainingTopicsNetwork.com. The devils will get you. Uh, I'm still not used to this, not playing the uh, second hour-ish music. Maybe I should go back to that. Yeah. I'm just playing the random music now. On these, in due time. It doesn't feel as, as important as an interview does, especially an interview of this magnitude. Yeah, this is a big one for us, and this is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, we've got a, a very polarizing pro wrestler. Man, I'm super excited. Yeah, this is fun. Okay, it's Sam Adonis. If you haven't... If you haven't heard about this, I challenge your wrestling fandom, I guess, if that's a word. I mean, this guy is the hottest wrestler in Mexico, and, and I mean, his name has been getting around all over the place. Just because, I don't even, Sam, are you with this? People describing this gimmick and what you do is probably very subjective. So how do you say what you do? Uh, first of all, I want to say thank you for having me on the show. Right. But Thanks, uh, I think I think I've been kind of painted into the corner as, as somebody that... Uh, that is, is using a bit of cheap heat. Uh-huh. Uh, people say it's a Donald Trump gimmick, which it's not a Donald Trump gimmick. Uh, I'm basically just a classic 80s heel. Somebody yeah. that would have been in Memphis, you know, a Body Landell or an Austin Idol style wrestler. Um, however, I am just such a bully, such a terrible person <laughs> that living and wrestling in Mexico, I decide to 
shove your biggest fear right into your face, which naturally in Mexico at this point in time is the current president of the United States, Donald Trump. So I come to the ring bearing a flag, an American flag, with the face of Donald Trump, and I'm basically just such a terrible, awful human being that I, I just eat up the energy that the people throw my way, that the negative energy that I can, you know, derive in Arena Mexico is what I want, it's what I like. So I basically just, you know, throw it in their faces. Tell us a little bit about the difference, though, of being a heel in 2017 in Mexico in comparison to being a heel in America. Because in America, you know, if you're a heel and you're a good heel, in which we've seen some of your stuff, you know, you're a great heel, but that becomes cool. And then now you're not getting the heat that you want. Now you're getting the cheers. So is it like that in Mexico in 2017 or are they still like, you know, back in the 1980s as far as the fan reaction? Uh, the fans in Mexico are the best on earth, honestly. Uh, the best I've worked in front of. And I've, you know, I've wrestled nine years in about 13 countries. And, you know, here they're so passionate and they really do, you know, play along. It, it really is almost an 80s style environment, you know. They, they know it is what it is and they like to come and be a part of the show, but they don't have that arrogance that American wrestling fans have. They don't put themselves above the show. They don't do things to, to ruin the show. They don't take it into their own hands and, and make jokes. You know, they want to, to boo the bad guys and cheer the cheer the good guys. So, you know, I absolutely love it here. Uh, most people are absolutely out of their minds when I'm wrestling. And then after the show, they're the first ones to come up for a handshake or an autograph. But, you know, they don't want to, to be the cool fan. They don't want to steal the attention from the wrestlers. They're happy to, to you know, really appreciate what it is. So did you have a light bulb moment for this idea or were you just, did it slowly develop as you were watching the election or something or what, how did this, how did you say, okay, I'm doing this, I'm going for this? Well, I've been, uh, I wrestled in uh, Europe for all-star wrestling for Brian Dixon for five years and I was just the American heel. I always came off the ring with an American flag and just ripped on the British. You know, it was the same thing there as it was here. Uh, I would just say, you know, they're, they're, they they're want to be Americans. They're, they're you know, uh, what the USA is Walmart, that uh, England is Dollar General, things like that. You know, just get people wound up. So I, I've had a natural knack at, at being the bad guy. But, uh, I mean, as you can tell, being the brother of Corey Graves, you know, being pretty privileged on the microphone kind of runs in the family. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I've always been able to really get people wound up with a promo. So when I came to Mexico, I knew it was going to be along the same lines. You know, luckily, I learned Spanish very fast. I've been you know, very well on the microphone down here. And it's kind of just developed itself, you know, uh, being the, the foreign bad guy. And one day we had a pay-per-view, the CMLL Grand Prix, which was uh, Mexico against the rest of the world. And I was the American representative for that pay-per-view. And uh, I've always been a big fan of Rick Rude's wrestling gear, mm-hmm. uh, the, the airbrush tights that he used to have. Yeah. So... Um, I do that down here, and I was thinking, what kind of things could I get on my tights to represent America? So naturally, I got the Statue of Liberty. I got uh, a, a bald eagle. And the third choice was, at that point in time, Donald Trump, because I knew it would wind people up. And the reaction from that was just incredible. Oh, I'm sure it was. Did you know then, were you just like, oh, man, this is it? Like, I, uh, I, I heard... I've always been able to read an audience very well. 
And I knew that night we had something special. Uh, when I had the tights, when I debuted the tights, all the wrestlers were really, um, the, the wrestlers themselves were really involved. They, they couldn't believe it. They thought, wow, what a great, what a great idea. You know, the, the, the reaction backstage was fantastic. Sure. And because of that, I kind of knew I struck gold. And then after that, uh, you know, when I entered the ring, the people were just coming unglued. You know, some people thought it was great and funny. You know, other people were genuinely offended. But I knew right then and there I had something that I could stick with. Well, you'd mentioned Corey Graves, and that is your brother, of course. But what was his reaction to your gimmick and now this, you know, newfound attention that you're getting from all these different media outlets? Oh, he's, he's super supportive of me. You know, he's happy that it's working out for me. You know, it's uh, he's my trainer. He taught me pretty much everything I knew. Uh, so he's happy it's all worked out. A little bit of the wrestling bug still inside him. You know, he wishes he could be, you know, in the middle of the ring wrestling in front of these people. And, you know, it's nice now he kind of lives a little bit vicariously through me because he gets to, you know, support his little brother in Mexico. So uh, I think he kind of, you know, I think he misses wrestling a little bit more because I'm down here making waves. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, he's super supportive. And he's got a better gig than 90% of the wrestlers in the business. Oh, for sure. Indeed. Hey, so is... How much heat are we talking about? Has anybody legitimately tried to come at you over this, or what's going on? I would probably say that if I was not six foot four, two hundred and fifty pounds, I would be either <laughs> beat up or dead by now, for sure. I'm sure of it. Uh, it's it's not necessarily the Arena Mexico events because we have really good security. You know, it's just like sure. going to a WWE event. But if we do some of these independent events outside of the city. Uh, you get a, you know a couple of drunk guys all drugged up. You know, there's definitely been times when they're shouting across the parking lot at me. You know, trying to test their will. And, and luckily, I'm an intelligent enough guy that I'm not going to go and you know search for problems. Well, let's uh, let's uh, bring it back just a little bit. You were talking about how you know your brother helped you with uh, training you and things like that. Uh, what was your training like like what was those first couple months when you were getting in the ring was it something that you knew instantly you were going to be you know doing as a career or was this something that you thought ah maybe i should try something else what was your thought process when you started in the wrestling business well my dad was a promoter when i was a kid so uh he used to buy fundraisers as a fire chief in pittsburgh and he used to run fundraisers dating back to probably 92 so, you know, I grew up around so many wrestlers, and it was just normal for me that there was never a day where I said, I want to be a wrestler. I always knew throughout my life I was going to be a wrestler. You know, it wasn't really a decision. It was almost like, you know, the the, the family business, if you will. So um, I, I always traveled with my brother. Even before I was training, uh, I would go to all his indie events. So I traveled into the Ring of Honor shows or 3PW and uh, ECW Arena. You know, I, I was known as Little Sam. You know, I was friends with all these you know top name indie stars, and I was pretty much like a smartass. I was like that, you know, that little oh Sam. You know, he tells it like it is. I was basically one of these you know internet internet fans that you know thought I knew everything, but you know, uh, I, I kind of people people didn't want to hear it, but at the same time they valued my opinion because they knew how much I studied and loved the business. So I remember, uh, I mean, for instance, I remember arguing with CM Punk on the stairs of an indie event when I was probably 12 years old. I told him I didn't like Tenru, and he told me that I didn't know anything about wrestling. So that was kind of that was kind of my uh, my you know, introduction to the wrestling business you know, you, as one of the boys. 
have you run back into everybody and, and, and I knew, you know, the system. My brother wanted to make sure I didn't have it easy. My brother wanted to make sure that I earned everything I got. And because of that, you know, uh, I mean, he really pushed me in training. We would do, you know, 300 squats before class, run around the building, you know, blow up drills, blow up drills. Really a classic style of pro wrestling training instead of, you know, today where it's pretty much a lot easier, you know. People mm. can, there's people teaching wrestling schools that have never done anything in wrestling. Well, that's true. Hey, have you run into CM Punk or plan on running into him someday and be like, hey, what What do I know about wrestling now there, Punk? Oh, it's funny because uh, he, he's been such good friends with my brother for my entire life. Um, I, If I were to see him, you know, I'm sure we, we'd probably give me a big hug and just, you know, I, I haven't seen him in so long. Gotcha. Uh, I'm sure he'd probably be proud of me as well just because he has known me as little Sam. But uh, I, I'm, I've been around wrestling long enough. I don't exactly go you know, searching for, for adulation. I'm right. friends with enough of the guys. I get everybody, but I don't really need my cheese equal right now, you know? Right, right. Well, for those that don't... I'd like to think that. I mean, he, you know, he, he's taken over the world since I've seen him last, so for all I know, he could have forgotten about me, but you know, I haven't known him since I was about 12 years old, so I'd like to think that would be a pretty nice reunion. For those who aren't familiar with your wrestling style, now your promos and your character, you know, are over, you know, the moon as far as getting the heat that you're desiring and things like that. But for those of us who haven't seen your wrestling matches, how would you describe your wrestling style? I'm a, I'm a pro wrestler. That's that's my style. I hate pro wrestling in 2017. It's not wrestling. Uh, to me, pro wrestling now is closer to backyard wrestling than it is to pro wrestling. Uh, I like to think that I could, you know, fit in, in Memphis in the 80s or ECW in 95 or All Japan in 84. I do, you know, pro wrestling. Uh, uh, it, it's a very, you know, I'm more character-based. I, I, it's a psychological thing like that. I don't do moves for the sake of doing moves. I don't want to have a five-star match. I don't care if you follow me on Twitter. You know, I like to, to sell tickets. I've been lucky enough to have a job for the last nine years. And, you know, a lot of these independent wrestling fans might not even know who I am. But, you know, I've probably made more money in the last nine years than most of the indie wrestlers now that are considered the top of the business because they have 10,000 Twitter followers. I like that answer a lot. Like so that. what's what's the the goal right now in 2017 for your career? Is it just to keep riding this uh, gimmick out and, and, you know, take it to wherever it can go? Or do you have other aspirations in pro wrestling or uh, the promotion you're at now? What's what's the end goal uh, for 2017 with your career? Well, I'm very happy right now. I, uh, I debuted for All Japan Pro Wrestling on uh, the 19th of August which is my first tour of Japan, and I've been waiting for this pretty much my whole year, so that's pretty exciting. I'm, I'm really excited for that to happen. Uh, I, like, I, I might, you know, fit in pretty well in Japan. Again, more of a classic style, you know. I, I would probably be mentioned along the same lines as a Bruiser Brody or a Stan Hansen or a Terry Funk or a Ric Flair, that style of wrestling, as opposed to a Ricochet or Will Ospreay. And those guys are phenomenal at what they do, you know, but that's not what I do. So uh, as of right now, I think, you know, uh, I'm going to go over there, I'm going to do my best and, and try to make it big for myself and 
hopefully Japan takes off. And uh, the end goal is definitely WWE. Uh, my brother's there. He, he has all the right connections. I would love another opportunity to go back there. Uh, I had a contract in 2011. It didn't really work out too well. But, you know, now I keep moving forward and up and onward. Uh, I mean, the end goal for me, I'd like to go back to WWE and be the next Hulk Hogan. Sell as many tickets as possible and, you know, be on every every toy and, and light switch covered by in the United States. That's, that's the ultimate goal. Like that. Yeah, and we definitely are fans of that wrestling style. We're in Kansas City, so Harley Race is what we grew up on. So when you're mentioning guys uh, like you were, we are definitely fans of that wrestling style. Well, that's, that's what it is. It's because my dad was a promoter and my brother was so involved, I was lucky enough to grow up around good wrestling. And, you know, we had so many videos and magazines from the 80s. I was born in 89, but I was studying wrestling from, you know, 84, 85. I had the Memphis tapes and, and the you know, NWA tapes. So what I grew up on was the stuff about, you know, a generation before me. But now it, it almost helps my cause because I'm 27 years old and I'm the only, one of the only people in pro wrestling that has, you know, this outlook on wrestling. Uh, and it's really helped me. I've been able to stand out and really separate myself from the pack because, you know, I am a classic style wrestler instead of trying to be, you know, a part of this new DD movement. And, you know, it, it's, helped, it's helped me with kind of opportunities. Um, for example, Mexico and Japan. So I wrestle for these bosses and, and the, the bookers and everybody. And wrestling's very nostalgic. You know, these people see... They say, wow, so you remind me of Art Bar. Wow, you remind me of a, a fabuloso blondie. Or, man, Sam, you remind me of, of Steve Austin when he was young. When these bookers and promoters have these sentiments, they want to, to help me and they want to put me on the show and they know they can trust me. So, uh, like I said, I'm not the kind of guy right now that has the, the, the indie followers. I'm not the biggest, you know, the, the people that like that, you know, indie style, which I don't really like. They, they probably wouldn't even like me. But, you know, as far as, as the public goes, as far as, you know, mainstream pro wrestling that sells tickets and makes money, well, I like to think I'm pretty damn good at it. Well, so far, so good. That's for sure. And, yeah, let's sell some tickets and make some money all day, right? I mean, we can we can look at flips later, right? Let's get into a let's get into a segment that we like to do with every guest here. And this is going to give us even further deep into kind of your wrestling mind and how you kind of just came along, even as a wrestling fan and a wrestler. And it's the same five questions that we ask every single guest. But since we're the Spanish announce table, we can't just call it five questions. We have to call it. Cinco preguntas. You're the only one that speaks Spanish, so we're going to do Cinco preguntas. Sí, sí. Yo hablo en español, yo puedo contestar todas sus preguntas ahorita en español, si quieres. Yeah, I don't know. Uh -huh. I picked yeah. up a word there. Yeah. <laughs> so, good on I you. I just wanted to get that out there for your Spanish listeners. Yeah, good on you there, though, for picking the Spanish up. I mean, hell, I'm sure it helps a lot when you're down there. But, hey, let's get into this first one, right? Who is your... Well, I always say, I, I, I think... I think I'm a bit like Rain Man, you know. I can remember knowledge that isn't exactly necessary. I can't say I'm intelligent to, to learn Spanish. I just kind of accidentally remembered it, I think. <laughs> oh, that's good, hey. God, I wish I'd had that problem. Whatever gets you by. Right. All right, well, let's get into this first uh, pregunta. <laughs> what, who is your favorite wrestler of all time? Now, feel free to expand on this, and if you have multiple, that's okay, too. I mean, we're not. this isn't rapid fire or anything, but who would you say is your favorite wrestler of all time? Uh -huh. 
I would like to, I, I can't narrow it down to just one because sure. I, I respect so many in different yeah. ways. And most don't. Uh, I'd probably, probably put Hulk Hogan at the top of that list because when I was a kid, he was my favorite. And you know, the respect I have for the man for becoming one of the most recognizable, most recognizable human beings on the planet. And, you know, and being able to represent pro wrestling and, and to do such a great feat. I love that. Um, I actually love the great Muta. He's one of my nice. favorites ever. Yeah. Uh, the Japanese wrestling Kenta Kabashi. I, I have all the time in the world for his matches. Um, and then probably uh, Adrian Adonis and Terry Funk. Nice. Cool. Those five in no specific order. You know, uh, you could probably watch me and at any given time pick something out from one of those wrestlers. So, yeah, he watched a lot of those guys. It's a well-rounded list. All right, let's get into the second question. Uh, what is your favorite match of all time? And again, this doesn't have to be one. If you have a few of them, uh, feel free to answer that. And then since you are a worker uh, or a pro wrestler, excuse me, uh, we do ask, what's your favorite match that you have been in on top of your favorite match? Um, my favorite match to watch would be, uh, it, it's, it's a really weird one. It was the main event in the Tokyo Dome in October of 1996, or maybe it was 95, I think. It was uh, Kaiji Muto, who's the great Muda, yeah. against Takata, uh, the, the MMA fighter. Yeah. Uh, they did basically a whole, it, it was the culmination of an angle, and it would basically be the equivalent of UFC invading WWE. Nice. Uh, UFC saying WWE is garbage, it's fake, sure. and WWE standing up saying, no, nah, screw you, we are pro wrestling. And then, you know, pro wrestling vanquishes the villains. That was basically the story being told behind that match. And if you watch it, it's not exactly pretty, but, you know, it's the best story ever told, in my opinion. Oh, I like that. All right. I've definitely never heard that one when we asked this question, that's for sure. And then what was your favorite uh, match that you've done? I, I, I would recommend Search Effect. Yeah. Um, and then for, as far as my favorite match uh, I've ever had, was, that would be really, really hard to pinpoint um, yeah, I can't point out just one. There's too many to run through my mind. Sure. Uh, I could probably, you know, I remember my debut in Arena Mexico last year. It was pretty cool. Uh, it's very rare to debut wrestlers in the main event of Arena Mexico. Yeah, I imagine. And I was the first American in the main event in Arena Mexico uh, on his debut for about 10 years. Wow. So that was pretty cool. Uh, yeah, that one probably stand out more than a lot of them. Okay. Um, and then I actually just wrestled Jerry Lawler a few weeks ago uh, in really? Northeast Wrestling in, in New York State. Wow. And my brother was actually the special guest ref- ring announcer for that match. So uh, it's a little bit too recent to, to remember how special it was, but I think, you know, so, in about 10 years' time, I'll probably look back at that as a pretty special day. So do you run the same get-up when you're in America now, since you've gotten so much fame with this Trump supporter thing that you're doing? What was the question? I'm sorry? Do you run the same gimmick in the States as you do down there in Mexico, or does it not get the same response? I don't really prefer to do it. Sure. And some of the independents I do in the United States are lucha-based. Yeah. Uh, I have a bit more of a reputation amongst uh, the, the Latin American culture than I do the, the Americans. Sure. So if I'm doing your average American independent, you know, I probably don't want to use the flag. Right. Uh, sometimes the promoters ask for it because, you know, I am in the news, I am on the media. Sure. The promoters want it more than the fans do. Yeah, they want the media. But uh, I, I don't, you know... Do, 
I don't really want to be remembered for being just yeah, that. Right. So I don't need it to get over. I don't need it to, to, you know, I don't need it as a prop. I can go out and do my job without it. So as far as USA goes, I prefer not to use it unless it is in a, 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 a Spanish-speaking show. Yeah, right. Okay. Well, then let's get back into the into the five questions. This is the third one. Who would you say is your biggest influence in the business? Oh, without question, my brother. Yeah, okay. We, we, or, or even, even you know, I'm on to elaborate on that. I'd probably put some on my dad as well. Yeah. Just because, you know, my dad my dad has seen every wrestler on the planet, in, you know, in person, dating back to Lufez, Mil Masuras, Johnny Valentine, Bobo Brazil, anybody you could ever name as far as the legends of wrestling goes. My dad has, you know, seen them in, 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 uh, in person as a fan. And then to, you know, develop his wrestling promotion to involve me and my brother, you know, it really was such a family operation that, you know, it kept us all together and, and we all kind of pushed each other because of it. Right. That's good. All right. As we move into this fourth one, what is your favorite pro wrestling term as far as baby face, heel, uh, ring rat, things like that? What's your favorite pro wrestling term? I don't, I don't really like any of them now. I feel like they're all so overexposed. Uh, it's, it's I'm, I'm a bit, you know, again, I like to think that I'm a bit old school. I think that you know, too many wrestling fans think they know more than they actually know, and they use these terms freely. You know, it's almost disrespectful if you ask me because, you know, uh, somewhere along the lines, it changed, the business changed in the wrong direction. You know, and if you would have explained to guys like, you know, Vern Gagne or Eddie Graham oh, yeah. that in 30 years' time, you know, the word KFA would be in your, your auto text on your, on your cell phone, you know, they would just be losing their minds. Yeah, so I have no term like that I like to use. I don't like talking about it in front of people. I don't use, you know, I hear people calling everything a gimmick and, you know, calling things a work and, you know, when people speak to outsiders wrestling in wrestling terms, I just look at them like they're, you know, idiots. So I don't have a favorite wrestling term. I like to think that, you know, it's, People should have a bit more respect for, for what where they came from and what they are instead of just fans using them freely. I like that. So so it's none. To yeah, you. that's the first time we got none, none and none. I like, I like that. that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So this fifth one is not even really a question. It's more of a hypothetical situation, and it's kind of fun just to kind of test your on-the-spot creative mind. All right. So we're gonna pretend that the three of us are sitting in a creative meeting and we're booking you. Okay, and this is to the top. I mean, the main event, let's say Mania, whatever the biggest, maybe you want to do it in the Tokyo Dome, whatever it is, biggest thing, right? And we're booking you in a feud with my co-host, T-Mac, and we need you to give us a storyline. Oh, this would be simple. Uh, I always say that there's, uh, there's just so much money to be made between me and my brother. Uh, my brother's such a, a hot heel on Raw right now. Uh, there's so many awesome capabilities like that. Uh, I would just say something involving, you know, your, your buddy picking on my brother, you know, uh, somehow he's getting in, in Corey Graves' face, and for whatever reason, my brother started the fight, your buddy's, you know, he's trying to do he's a job. defending himself. Right. That he hits my, hits my brother, and then all of a sudden my brother has a call to arms. He needs to call his little brother, you know, down in Mexico to come take care of business. And I come, come up and... Uh, we, we have a license to print money. I uh, represent Corey Graves. He can be the Bobby the Brain Heenan, and I can be the Andre the Giant. I like that. For your Hulk Hogan, so for your Hulk Hogan, of course. Oh. 
Oh, you're gonna put T Mac over in this, or are you gonna, are you gonna squash him? Well, it depends. It depends on where the money's at. Yeah, all right. That's a good answer. That's a good answer. It's a fluid right? situation. Yeah, I, like I like that. that. That's that's a good creative mind. All right, man. So, how does everybody find you? Let's plug some stuff. You got some Twitters, Facebooks. Are you where? Are you working somewhere next? What what, what do we got? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Real Sam Adonis. Uh, I was actually verified until yesterday. I changed my Twitter handle. I didn't oh, know that you could lose your verification by changing your name. Oh no! It's probably a bad idea. Right. But I'll get it back. Yeah, Real Sam Adonis on Twitter. Uh, you can just search me on Sam Adonis on Facebook. I have a, a Facebook page. Uh, and Instagram is at Sam Elias eighty nine. Uh, just keep checking out CMLL. Uh, like I say, I debuted for All Japan Pro Wrestling on August the 19th. So if you want to find me, you can find me, and I'm sure eventually you'll see a lot more of me in the United States. It's just a matter of time. I hope so. It's been a blast. Everything we've seen so far has been amazing, man. We really appreciate you coming on here and having a good time with us. Thanks, man. I appreciate you guys having us, having me. So uh, thanks a lot. I appreciate it, and hopefully I'll see you guys somewhere down the line. All right, man. We'll be around. All right, T-Mac, man. How fun was that? That was great, and I really liked his answers because he stayed – it seemed like he stayed true to himself, right? Yes, so exactly. So it was – like when he was talking about the wrestling style, right, he likes a certain wrestling style. And even though now the cliche thing is to do flips and this and that and all that stuff, he still likes the old school way. So what he's going to do is what he knows best and what he likes the best. And so I can respect that. I like that a lot that even though, you know – the, the the peaks and valleys of pro wrestling styles come and go. He likes something and he's going to stick to it. And I yeah. like that, that that resolve. Well, and I, yeah, and I like his integrity. He's like, no, I don't like people using those terms. And right. I, no, no. Yeah, for us, I mean, it's fun, and I think hopefully uh, the listener and if he listens to this, you know, he understands when we do say things like worker or things like that. You know, we're saying it in a respectful manner. We're not trying to get For ourselves sure. over I mean, by yeah, using no. the gimmicks. Yeah, but I mean, we are does... speaking to wrestlers. It right, is kind yeah. of a bit of it. Right. Right. But he does make a good point where, you know, you don't need to say uh, skin the cat yeah, right. to get back into the house or right, whatever right, it is. Right, you know what right. I mean? Yeah. And I do agree with it. Like some of it's, a lot, I mean, but that's kind of the, unfortunately, even with everything in life, we know a lot about a lot. Well, and he and mentioned it, just... it, you know, from the time of. Uh, Vern Gagne in 30 years, the, the business has changed where, you know, I remember in ECW when Paul Heyman is addressing the crowd that Sabu isn't going to show up because he got booked on mm-hmm. two days uh, or he got booked on the same day by two different promoters. T- 15 years b- before that, that would have oh, never yeah, even no. been talked about. But uh, You don't mention other promoters. Right, like, right yeah, yeah, or right. that there's this being booked now. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So you you saw the evolution, and now you know we're seeing, as you saw with our first segment, yeah. the news. Hey, think about that 30 years ago. Do you think there's ever been the news in a wrestling show? So now, regardless of his politics, he has to vote Trump in the re-election, right? Like, he's like, <laughs> he's like, no, because he no, then he could be the, I was kicked out and, you know, we're coming right. back in. We're re- yeah. revamping and all yeah. that stuff. So, they yeah. got to have a build a wall match down there oh, right? yeah, where, where you have to build a wall around your opponent to win. <laughs> yeah, something. <laughs> right. But- that was fun, man. The rest of the show was fun. It's great doing it live. We mm-hmm. should do more of these sometimes. Of course. Don't Let's you think? 205 Live. 205 Live. What is it? What is it? 
Mario Series 5 in the front of them zeros? Uh-huh. Come on Look with it. That. Zeros. Yeah, squad. Zeros, period. Yeah, gang, gang. Or plural, I mean, not period. But, uh-huh. but period. Yeah. Zeros, plural and period. We out here. Sam, thanks for coming on. And all you guys watching live and all you listening later on the podcast. But we're going to get out of here. And so we can be back next week for 206. Mm-hmm. Come on with it. Yeah, that'll yeah. be next week on the Spanish Announce Table, which is on SpanishAnnounceTable.net. And only 5% of Twitter users have more than 100 followers. Ooh. TrainingTopicsNetwork.com. Ooh.